Leftovers. Leftovers. Hey, everybody. It is Kenny and... Travi. All right. That's, you know what that reminds me of every time I do that is when uh, we do you record the voicemail, and it's like two roommates trying to record a voicemail <laughs> message. You know, That's funny. Leave us a message at the beat. Beep. Um, yeah. So uh, we are going to pump out a few Leftovers episodes here today. We are recording. We're going to get a few done so that we can hopefully send these out on a consistent basis as we continue to prep for season three, which is going to be great, by the way. Great. We got some fun stuff lined up for season three. Um, I'm excited about that. That will drop hopefully soon. We're hoping to have a few episodes recorded before we do that so that we can be consistent again. Yeah. Yes, that will yeah. be lots of fun. Season three will be fun. Difficult doctrines. Yes. Difficult doctrines. Difficult, very difficult doctrines. Very difficult yeah. doctrines. Yeah. All right. So speaking of <laughs> difficult subjects, that's what we do in Leftovers. We take um, some some hard questions sometimes, sometimes not too difficult, but we take a question and we run with it. No notes, no prep. And that's what we do for 15 minutes, roughly. Uh, so today's question is simply, who is church for? Who is church for? Who is church for? Everybody. Everybody. It's for everybody, right? No. <laughs> Man. No. I'm sorry, but it's not for everybody. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like Frosted Flakes. Are they for everybody? Yeah. No, they're not for everybody. Every, not everybody likes them, but they're not for everybody. Who are they? Who are they not for? Any healthy, sane individual. They are still for you. You just don't want them. <laughs> no, that's just not true. Yeah. That's just. <laughs> All right. So the the spark of this conversation, I'll I'll say this. I love um, Frosted Flakes, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, Travis. Anyways, so the spark of this conversation actually for me uh, has has been going on for a while. But when I was um, in the process of seeking the Lord, whether or not uh, I was going to be the pastor of Mission Way Church, somebody asked me this question, um, and they asked it this way. So this will bring some more clarity to our conversation. Is the church service for the believer or the unbeliever? Should we gear our church services toward the believer or the unbeliever? And this kind of gets a little bit into the seeker movement. You know, um, should we, on Sunday, should we be focused on trying to reach the unbeliever or, or should we be focused on trying to encourage and edify the believer? Is, is really the question. So um, are you ready to talk? Because you're like turning pages over there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that with any conversation like this, it helps from the get-go to define terms. Um, church comes from Greek, the Greek word ecclesia, and that just means an assembly or a gathering of people, and uh, used within its context throughout the scriptures, that people that is gathering are believers. So if we're trying to break it down and make it really simple um, and bring it back to its most true form, the church within the scriptures now, this is what I'm talking about, within the context of the New Testament particularly, um, the church is an assembling and a gathering of believers. Uh, Now define believers. What what is a believer? Believing in what? very, very simply put, it was a it was a person who believed, entrusted, and placed their faith in the Messiah, in the coming of this God Man, Jesus Christ, and tr- believing his life that it was perfect and spotless and sinless, 
the miracles that he was doing, that he actually came from God and that Jesus died. He legitimately, back in that day, they actually saw him die. They, it was publicly portrayed to him as, as, to them as he was crucified. They saw his death and then faith and trust that he actually rose from the grave and um, went back up to heaven and ascended. So who were the believers? It was a group of people who believed in the life, the death, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they all gathered together and got together and said, hey, let's, 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 I mean, let's start worshiping this king together. And they all joined around the apostles because the apostles are still around and that's that's where the term apostolic teaching came from and they were the leaders of the church and their words held authority and that's you had you had your first under shepherds yeah well and the the term ecclesia even carries this idea of being called out uh, called out ones called out from what called out from the world and the flesh and the devil and so the church came together um, to encourage one another. Matter of fact, um, I see you have your Bible open to Acts. I don't know exactly where you're going, but what comes to mind is that passage in Acts chapter 2, the early church that, that says they, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, um, to the breaking of bread, uh, to, to the prayers together, and, and they were fellowshipping with one another. Um, and so I'll kind of just throw out an, an answer here and flesh it out. Uh, the church primarily is for the believer. Um, yes, we want everybody to come to church. I, everybody will always be welcome in the doors of, of our churches. They should be. Uh, unbeliever or not, no matter what they believe, no matter what their lifestyle may be, they are welcome to come through the doors of our church. But when it comes to who, who, are, who are we gathering for, first and foremost, we're gathering to worship Christ. Um, but we're also gathering to be with one another, to encourage one another, to exhort one another to love and good works. And that, that is the purpose of the, of the gathering of the church. Um, now, when we scatter and we go out, we go to the world and the lost and the unbelievers and we love on them and we, we, we try to reach them with the gospel. Um, but when we gather together, uh, it, is, it is for believers to do that. Yeah, um... And I think that I think that Kenny and I would end up agreeing with this. Um, and tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, I don't think you probably are. Yeah, right. Um, not everybody's welcome. Not every single person is welcome um, because there's even subcategories, quote unquote, if you will, of unbelievers. They're all equally dead in their sins, and all of them need Jesus. Um, however, you have. Uh, you have unbelievers who are very uh, just naive. They're, they don't know what they don't know. He, uh, they, sometimes they classify themselves even as like agnostic. You know, like, I know, I know someone's there, but I don't really understand the Bible. I don't really know anything. And there's no real uh, polemic attack against the Christian faith. And then you have false teachers. And then you have people who are... Uh, even worse yet, people who are uh, wolves in sheep's clothing right. who show up to churches. Um, some people are just so um, antagonistic against the gospel, and they show up, and um, it's like they—it's like they're there to create a cult. Uh, 
right. even, right? And in order to proselytize their false yeah. doctrine and to gather, and sometimes it's hard to discern between like you know who are these people and right. are they, and sometimes it's really easy because right. they, they just roll up and you're like, yo, you're just yeah, you're just against the word of God. So, so I would argue, and like I said, this is why I think the. I think the agreement would be between us is those people aren't welcome. Right. I, and, and, and honestly, if I identify you as that person in my church and as a shepherd, you can speak to this very intimately. Um, I'm going to protect my flock Yeah, and you're out. Yeah. That's, you know? I mean, we're called to do that as pastors, right. um, to protect our flock from false teaching. And so absolutely. And, and I would, I would call that person out. I mean, it would be one-on-one, but I would go to them and I would say, uh, you are not welcome to to bring your false teaching into this church. If you're able to come into this place and to be quiet um, and to sit and to, to listen to the teaching of the word, um, great. But if you can't do that, um, you can't come here because uh, you can't bring your false teaching. Um, and so yeah. it would, again, be a situation of you are welcome, your false teaching is not. Um, but I think we're in agreement there. But I, but I think making that distinction is important. Um because yeah, you don't you don't want to allow just anybody to walk into your church and start uh, proselytizing your members uh, to false teachings and doctrines. That's that's yeah. not okay. Yeah, especially because they think that they're right and they yeah. think that they're saved. They yeah. think that they are a believer. They just think that you're thinking wrongly. Well, that would be akin to somebody coming into your home and starting to talk to your kids about the fact that um, you as parents are just horrible people, and why do they listen to you? And 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 let's just they try to get your kids to do whatever they want to do. I mean, you're going to kick them out of your house, right? Oh, yeah. um, most of us would say anybody's welcome in my house, but we don't really mean that. Stay in your um, ground. If you're going to uh, harm my family, mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever it is, if you're if you're there to harm my family in any way, you're not welcome in my house. Yeah, you um, might get hurt. Yeah. So, and it's the same in the church. I, I would say. Obviously, that's not a perfect illustration, but I think it, it makes the point pretty well. So, yeah. So the heart behind us even bringing this up is um, honestly, it's the uh, it's the emergent church movement that's been going on for quite a while now, really, right? Yep. Um, we have this way of church that's been conducted in America, particularly that's very prevalent today, in that. Um, pastors are getting up on stage and they're making the very general vanilla ice cream statements of all are welcome. Um, everybody, you know, it doesn't matter who you are. You, This is your home. You're welcome here. We love you. And man, it sounds good and it just makes you feel good. Right. And, and, and they tailor all of their messages to unbelievers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm going to call out. It's funny. So, my, fun fact, my wife and I were having a conversation just the other day about Stephen Furtick. Mm-hmm. And um, and we were just, he's he's just making comments that he, he's he's completely went from like, hey, this guy's a little, like, I'm a little concerned. Right. And then it moved to, uh, I don't think it's wise for you to listen to him. Yeah. And he's moved to, he's a heretic. Right. He's just went off the deep end. He's completely making statements that are 100% against orthodoxy. And you're just like, yo, if you don't repent, you're just proving yourself to be a legitimate, honest to goodness heretic. Right. Um, but he's a massive proponent of, hey, like, this church is not for believers. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. He, like he, made, he made the statement years ago 
that once you come to their church and you get saved, this church is no longer for you. That's crazy. Um, which I don't know why you would go back. I mean, if uh, if a pastor said, if I got came to church, I got saved on a Sunday, and the pastor said, all right, it's no longer about you, which is never, it's not about any of us. Let yeah. me be clear about that. But yeah. but it, this church is no longer for you. Um, it's about the next person that needs to be saved. That Again, that sounds noble, even. That, I mean, that sounds great, like, let's reach the lost. I'm for that. I'm for preaching the gospel in our yeah. churches. I'm for uh, making unbelievers feel, feel quote-unquote, welcome, um, but they're, they should never be comfortable. They should never feel comfortable. Um, I've said it this way before, and I don't know if this is helpful or not. I want unbelievers to feel safe, but not comfortable. I want them to be safe to to be there, um, to know that we're not just going to come at them, mocking them, uh, unloving toward them. We're going to love them with Christ-like love. However, um, I don't want them to be comfortable because the gospel is not comfortable for the unbeliever. Um, If they're comfortable, it's an indication that I'm not preaching the gospel. Um, it's an indication that I'm not preaching the word faithfully. Um, and furthermore, th- th- this conversation matters because in a church like Stephen Furtick's church, where it's no longer about you if you're, if you're saved now, um, that church is full of malnourished believers, if there are believers there, which I, I believe that there are some genuine be. believers there for sure, um, but they're malnourished. Um, they, they are not, all that they're hearing is feel good, motivational, uh, sermons, I, I don't even want to call Sermonettes. them sermons, messages that messages. appeal to everyone. Um, and, and the Bible doesn't appeal to everyone. Yeah. It's not supposed to. Um, it's supposed to be foolishness to those who are spiritually darkened in their understanding. So um, so who is the church for? Primarily it's for believers. Now, Paul talks about, and he's, he's talking about speaking in tongues and all this other stuff in this passage, but he, he does make the comment that in uh, in First Corinthians fourteen, I believe it is that when an unbeliever comes in your midst, you want them to be able to say God is in is in the midst here. Um, you want it to be obvious to them whether they agree with it or they reject it or not um, that that God is in the midst here. That we believe in the God of the Scriptures. Um, that that is obvious, and they may reject that. They may not like that, um, but that should be evident to them. Yeah, um, and we'll conclude here since we're railing up the end um i and think it's i ir- knew this one was going to be going over time i know right i think it's ironic though just to say that the whole Stephen verdict statement that he made yeah i agree with him um yeah if you're a believer you shouldn't be here anymore so yeah if if you do happen to get saved at Stephen verdict search yeah you're you you should leave you should absolutely <laughs> duck out i 100 percent agree with his statement that is a church for unbelievers uh. um so what is the church we'll conclude just with what the scriptures say uh, Acts 2, yep. what Kenny was referring to later, is just one of the most uh, most well-known passages. I'm just going to read it. We don't have really time. We don't have any time to exegete it. So here you go. Uh, Acts 2, starting in verse 42. And they, the church, devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, and to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. The saved ones were the gathering of 
Yeah. Believers who consisted of the church. And that passage itself follows Pentecost when 3,000 souls were added to the church. The and creation Im- of the church. <laughs> and immediately, immediately they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, breaking of bread and prayers, not uh, they immediately devoted themselves to structuring their worship services to reach the lost. Boom. They went out into the world to reach the lost, but not when they gathered, they devoted themselves to those things. So that's good. Good conversation. Um, Helpful. We kept it under time. I'm, I'm struggling with that because I got a lot more to say, but <laughs> know, right? that's it. That's leftovers for you right there. Yeah. Appreciate you guys. Hey, thanks for listening. We'll be back with another episode soon. Until next time. Bye.